Hey, it's Alexa here, bringing you a dose of the Singing Teachers Talk Show, where we deliver great interviews, insightful discussions and advice around the topic of singing and teaching singing. As you may or may not know, we like to give you our reviews of resources and books as recommendations for you to add to your list or sometimes leave off the list. And in this podcast, I'll be giving my review of The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters and explaining why I believe it's a book every adult could benefit from, as well as why the model is so easily applicable to us as coaches. So who is Professor Steve Peters? He's a consultant psychiatrist with degrees and qualifications which span mathematics, education, medicine, sports medicine and psychiatry. He works in the field of elite sports and the likes of Sir Chris Hoy, Stephen Gerrard and Sir Bradley Wiggins have all advocated Peter's work and have used the model described in the book as ways to achieve their successes. Peter's has also been a lecturer at various institutions and is the author of three titles, The Chimp Paradox, My Hidden Chimp, which is aimed at children to help them understand their emotions and how to manage them and the silent guides. In a nutshell, for me, the chimp paradox is a revealing and encouraging mind management self-help resource for adults, which I wish I had had years ago. Peter's works through a series of factors, including the inner mind, other people, how to communicate, understanding the world in which we live, health, success and happiness, all of which he refers to as planets in the psychological universe. Throughout the book, the emotional centre or the limbic system is referred to as a chimp and the more logical centre as the human. And Peters details the relationship between the two, that battle between head and heart. There are tips on how to manage the behaviour of the chimp, understanding its natural drives, and also the way in which information is actually processed in the brain. And we learn from Peters that all information is sent to the emotional center or chimp first, which is why we might initially want to respond emotionally to a situation. And he gives us tips on how to respond to its caterwauling. And I'm sure we've all had that from our inner chimps at times. There's a discussion about our existing core beliefs and how to potentially reconfigure them. And these are things that we've acquired through our experiences or childhood, highlighting the values that we uphold and our life force. In other words, what life is to us. Deep, right? <laughs> There's a look into the development of personality, understanding our true selves, as well as understanding other people and how to communicate with them. Something very important as coaches, especially as we're so involved in a people service. There are tips on how to be assertive and establishing optimal support networks, stress, health and finding success. There's encouragements on understanding what happiness means to us as it's very different for each individual how to get out of a negative mindset and accept ourselves, how to acknowledge and be okay with the fact that things will go wrong. We are going to make mistakes as teachers. 
that we will experience emotional outbursts, that other people aren't always going to be pleasant, that we are going to make mistakes. There are suggested exercises at the end of each chapter to practically implement for change. They're there to help us understand and recognize when things have been chimp-led in our life or when we have led with our human mind. A lot of it is reflection, understanding how we have behaved, whether we want to behave that way, whether it's actually offering us anything in our lives. This is not a singing book. There is nothing about this book that is going to help us understand the voice in an anatomical way or give us exercises to provide in the studio. It's a book about the mind. Having said that, for a book about the mind, it isn't particularly scientific. It does simplify an otherwise complicated science to a very simplistic level, and I think purposefully so, to not alienate audiences who could well benefit from the premise, but who would actually throw it at the wall or in the bin if they read the words orbitofrontal cortex, which I know I would have absolutely thrown it at the wall if I had to read that. <laughs> it's not a book that I think was ever trying to be medical, but actually an accessible explanation of the battles we have potentially from day to day between the emotional and logical centers of the brain and how we could help manage them in order to restore balance for ourselves and thus ultimately find happiness. However, for the geeks out there, there is a short appendix at the end of the book which gives a brief insight, little taster to the complexities of the subject and it you can go orbitofrontal cortex crazy if you want <laughs> so how is the information actually given to us in this book well it's explained a lot through scenarios through analogies descriptions and there are lots of characters throughout which represent different parts of the brain or the system that is being described. There's chimps and computers and gremlins, life stones and moons and cogs. And it sometimes feels a bit like a fantasy novel. At one time I had to remind myself that I wasn't rereading Harry Potter and that I wasn't searching for the Horcruxes to destroy. <laughs> and it, they can become a bit modeled. I found that I was forgetting a little bit what was representing what but there are enough repetitions and reminders to keep us in the know, to keep, um, to keep it fresh in the mind all the way through. It won't solve problems for us. The book is very compassionate, but having said that, it doesn't mollycoddle you or allow you to be complacent. It's like a good friend which empathizes with battles and doesn't advocate suppressing feelings but which instills personal responsibility for creating change through choice. We're advised to ask ourselves close questions like, do I want to feel this way? Are these the thoughts I want to be having? Is this the behavior I want to be displaying? Like most things, this book isn't going to be for everybody. Some people like me have found it to be helpful easily applicable and relatable. Whilst reading reviews on platforms like Goodreads, other people have found it difficult to connect with the concept 
and found some scenario descriptions to be patronizing. Equally, a self-help book such as this may not be the most useful resource for someone who may be experiencing more severe psychological problems, who may benefit better from professional intervention. There are quite a few talking points that come up in this book. For me, one was in chapter six, where Peters explains that sending blood supply to the human, aka the logical center, isn't always efficient or optimal when needing to think quickly. This is because the human thinks much slower compared to that of the emotional chimp and needs a bit more time to work things out because it relies on facts and truth. As coaches, we're often in this situation though, where we need to think quickly in a moment, maybe asking ourselves, what's the most appropriate question to ask now? Which exercise would be most beneficial here? What is this person really telling me? If we want to find that with truth and fact, but sending the blood supply to that center isn't helpful in a quick turnaround, if you like, how can we then as coaches ensure that we respond appropriately when we do have a short space of time? I actually brought this up in a webinar with Dr. Ginevra Williams, which is a webinar that prefaces module two of the vocal habilitation professional course with vocal health education. And she referred to a very important coaching technique, which actually will serve us well in this scenario. Silence. It buys us time. It gives us the opportunity to really listen without forming a response. And it also keeps the door open for the client to elaborate further. And who knows, they may actually give us more information to confirm or contradict what we were thinking before. Without sounding like I have tipped a load of Gorgonzola over this, which whilst we're on the topic of Gorgonzola, what is it? It is arguably the most disgusting thing I have ever put in my mouth. It tastes like vomit and even the name just oozes puke. I am, I'm not a fan and I apologize if it's, this is divisive, but I'm a plain cheddar person any day. But anyway, but not, not wanting to pour over the cheese on this point that I'm about to make here. I truly feel like I finished this book somewhat changed or at least equipped with a bit more understanding and more tools in order to approach certain situations a bit better. So they're not so emotionally triggering or anxiety inducing. I feel a bit more self-aware of my emotional reactions when, when I may overreact. And more importantly, I'm in the know that I have more capability of managing them than I realized. So the next time you have a difficult conversation with a client, you have imposter feelings, you feel like you gave a crap lesson, you're experiencing self-doubt in any scenario, that you generally want to find a way 
to get a better sense of happiness. If you pull out the chimp paradox from your shelf, I believe you will be in good company with Professor Steve Peters and his host of fantasy novel representations and his chimp. If you want to find out more about Professor Steve Peters and the chimp paradox, head to chimpmanagement.com. Equally, head to our website and click on the blog page to find more reviews of books and resources that might be for you. to connect with like-minded singing teachers then why not join our facebook group it's a great place to discuss your teaching ask for advice and share what you've learned you can find our group by heading to our facebook page forward slash bass training b-a-s-t training and clicking on the group tab see you in there